anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. All right, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Peddling Fiction Podcast. I am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, Johnny Profita, and back with me on the anniversary of 9-11 interestingly enough i don't think either of us realized that when we said we were going to record today <laughs> we don't normally record on a sunday is justin hillbilly boy campbell fresh off of surviving almost blowing myself up i posted a twitter poll and my wife took it as a win because i said which is more traumatic blowing yourself up or watching your husband blow himself up and everybody says watching your husband and, and I told, and my wife was like, see, I won. I told you it was more traumatic for me than it was for you. And I said, no, but see, the problem is everybody assumes that when you blow yourself up, you die. I didn't die. I just was consumed by a giant fireball. And now I don't have arm hair anymore. But otherwise, I like I came out alive. It's like uh, you trimmed your beard up a little bit too. Clean, cleaned up your facial hair. Oddly enough, uh, last time, so this isn't the first time that I've been engulfed in a fireball. Uh, Last time I got my eyebrows pretty good. This time it just got my arm hair and like a little bit on the leg hair, but my face was mostly unscathed. Uh, Anyway, so yeah, yesterday was an entertaining day with, uh, and that was how we started the day off. Cause like I was making breakfast and I blew up the oven uh, literally. And, and then the whole rest of the day was downhill from there. So lots of fun. Yeah, well, that's what you get for letting the queen die in vain. Because we left off the last episode being like, oh, man, I hope we have something to talk about on Friday. We're going to need something to happen. The queen dies. Justin's nowhere to be found. Can't be bothered. Has to let the queen die in vain. Well, you know. God is smiting you. (laughs) At least we waited and we get the amusing clips of Prince Charles, now King Charles, uh, having a full-on freakout because there's stuff sitting on the desk where he's trying to sit down to sign papers, and he's just like, take it away, take it away. I can't be bothered to move stuff out of my own way. Did you see any of those videos? They're no. kind of fucking creepy. Like, he's he's like, seething through his teeth and telling people to, like, move this. Like, dude, just, like, you know, move it i don't know seems weird is it as good yeah. as the the videos where trump would just be like obsessive compulsively rearranging things in front of him have you seen those those were at a long that's... time ago those were in like 2016 or 2017 he'd be like sitting at the at a table like at a conference or something at a meeting and he's just moving his pen he's moving his drink he's moving the papers he's shuffling the papers he's just like constantly adjusting things 
There was one video of it that was pretty funny. I mean, at least he's actually doing something. Uh, Charles Charles can't touch it at all. Like he he acts like he is uh, just offended by the fact that there's something sitting on the desk that he might have to like that he might come in contact with. It's creepy. I wish that was pretty creepy anyway. Like there have been some. I mean, without even going into the pedophilia thing, like that dude's pretty creepy anyway. There's been some stuff about his, uh, like his day to day routines and the things that he makes the, like basically the servants do for him. Like it's he he's he's something else. Like that that long line of royalty inbreeding is finally come around to like kick him in the teeth. And and then and in England being kicked in the teeth is I mean having teeth is uh insulting enough but then to get kicked in I'm like oh wow yeah that must be a really weird I I couldn't imagine having like people waiting on you all like constantly that would make me really uncomfortable I don't think I would like being a part of the royal family it just doesn't seem like I mean the. Does the royal family even have like a treasury or anything like that anymore? Or is it all just like they're basically the world's uh, most wealthy welfare recipients? Yeah. Yeah. I know they there's talk of them like going bankrupt soon, but they have like hundreds of millions of dollars or whatever. Um, yeah. It's, I mean, I get uncomfortable like when the cleaning lady's here. Like I have to leave. <laughs> I don't like being around. <laughs> you know i mean i don't want to like sit there while she's like cleaning stuff around me i don't think i could handle having servants but that's just we, got, we had a cleaning lady when i was in college and my mom would my mom would be cleaning the house the night before the cleaning lady came she's like i don't want it to be too dirty when she gets here i'm like you, this is literally why you pay the woman quit i do the same the, thing i clean up a little bit the <laughs> I do the things that I don't want her to waste time doing. Like if if I have like dishes, I'll like do the dishes so that I want her to spend more time like cleaning the fucking floors and doing the shit that I really don't want to do. <laughs> but yeah, I, I tidy up a little bit. Um. Anyway, what was uh what was your reaction to the uh the death of the queen? It has in uh, some of the. Q circles and stuff like that. Like it's been getting kicked around for some months that she was already dead. So it wasn't necessarily not that I've run in those circles and like put a whole lot of weight in any of that stuff, but it's been getting bandied about on, you know, on the dark webs that she was dead for a while. So it wasn't necessarily surprising. Um, I guess for me, it didn't like shock me or anything. I've, I've kind of been waiting for it to happen. I like we knew, we knew it was going to happen. It's not like she's getting any younger. So I don't know. Um, it just, it, it seems like an inconsequential thing. Like everything about the, about the Royal family is so inconsequential. And yet for some reason, American, like, I guess, uh, especially mainstream normie type Americans just make such a big deal out of it. Like, it, well, we had to crush the, uh, the Epstein story so that we can get access to the Royal family. Can we get that story now? So since she's dead, um, and I mean, Charles can't be far behind her, right? Like that dude, just looking at him, like he he already looks like he's on his last legs. Yeah, so, he's no spring chicken. He's like 73, right? 70 something. Um, yeah, something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just don't care. Like I couldn't care any less, really. 
I enjoyed the memes and all the shit posting. Uh, and then of course you have the typical like leftist, just exhausting react. Oh, col- like, Oh, an old racist colonizer died. <laughs> they have like the most predictable, boring takes on everything. That's all they've got to lean on though. Like, the, the whole reason that the left can't meme is because they're unoriginal and they're not creative and they're not funny. So, so like you see that come out in anytime something happens, they just go back to the same old racism colonizer. Uh, the only reason they didn't call her a womanizer is because she was actually a woman. But if there was a way that they could tie that in, they'd have said that, she, uh, that I, you know, actually I'm surprised that they didn't, make the royal family be something patriarchal or you know something like that like any way that they can twist it into all of the approved talking points that's that's what they're going to do they they don't have any they don't have a, a single thought that's original no they don't and it must be exhausting to just see racism everywhere <laughs> like i don't know man can you just like have like a, a a unique perspective on one thing maybe or just don't talk about like i, I don't know it just seemed really stupid so it was that and then it was uh you know be respectful because somebody just died and their family members and blah 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 um yeah i don't really care about that either yeah that was the big boomer con response was well be respectful her family just lost a loved one and blah, blah, blah. It was all the same people that were mad because uh, the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire posted the the tweet, the tweet of Meghan McCain crying at John McCain's funeral and saying, happy holidays. <laughs> like the same people who got mad about that were the ones who were mad that anybody was yeah. making light of the fact that the queen died. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand why people like didn't like that. Um the libertarian post i thought it was funny but like i I don't think it's very productive from their perspective to be doing like i you know the people like me that already find it funny they have like my support or whatever so if you're trying to like win other people over you might not want to go that route with it but what do i know i thought the the memes this uh the last couple of days have just been fantastic it's like the best thing to to uh come out of the the death of the queen were were all the memes if i had succeeded in blowing myself up with an oven i would expect nothing less than for everybody who knew me and everybody who didn't know me to just bombard the internet with memes making fun of me blowing myself up oh yeah you'd be like like the meme stream the 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 title meme for the meme stream would be something about you blowing yourself up absolutely right. like and my kids would my kids would probably participate in it and would probably be disappointed if it wasn't any good like if if y'all came up with some half-ass like boring memes my son especially would be horribly disappointed in you uh, i'd say my wife probably would be too because she's in all the groups and she's on twitter like if if y'all are gonna make fun of my death like do it right and, and go big with it and she would probably be pissed off if you didn't do it right so like this whole uh be respectful of the dying family members or the family members of the one who died and blah 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 if we weren't making fun of them that would be disrespectful right the uh, the meme is like the ultimate homage that you could pay to somebody you, you make you them have a meme, been, 
And uh, that's like, I, I can't think of a better gift than to be like a hilarious meme and live on forever. <laughs> right. You've been canonized in history as, you know, for your memes. Like that's. Yeah. I don't care what you do with my body. Just make me a meme. <laughs> Oh 20 years from now there will be a like top 10 memes of the 2020s and you know you'll be somewhere on that list and that's yeah. like that's what that's what you want yeah and a meme that's like timeless it can just be used over and over again there's certain memes that are only good while that story is in the news right for like a week or two it's a really funny meme but you can't go back like two years later and use that meme for something you want to be a timeless meme that can apply you know throughout history be great um so yeah i don't know check out the memes the meme stream was on fucking fire after uh after she passed that was good i i go on some other like europe like really heavy european one and like there was there was like posting things about the queen and i was just like you guys are fucking losers where are all the memes <laughs> Oh, the, those goddamn Brits. Um, well, so what does this mean for Canada? Since Canada still, you know, bows to the, to the queen or whatever. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I don't know. Like, what's his face just takes over, right? I guess so. The guy, uh, Andrew. Is it Andrew? I can't remember any of their fucking names. The but 73-year-old guy. Yeah, Charles is their son. And then... I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah. I think he just assumes the, the reins. I don't know. Do they do this? I mean, like, what do they do with, with Canada? <laughs> like anyway, you know, it's just sort of like, I don't know what the fuck the Royal family does even in Britain. Are they just like exist. Pretty much. I'd see. I don't think Canada has, I don't think Canada, like, I don't think the, the crown has anything to do with Canada other than just proving that Canada is a complete cuck as we already knew that they were. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, I, I don't understand the point of having, you just have this like queen in name only and she doesn't really do anything. Um, they're just like a figurehead, I guess. I mean, they can't do like, they can't give like executive orders, can they? Or, or maybe they can. I don't know. Like our president just illegally declares things. I, see, I think that's the prime minister's job. I, I think the, I think the, the royal family is completely insignificant where yeah. all things. Uh, yeah, they're just like Kardashians. <laughs> yeah. Like British Kardashians. Yeah. All right. Yeah long live the queen and i i don't care i, I think it's hilarious the, the memes that came out and i don't think we have to be respectful to uh especially to like political figures when they die um but anyway speaking of political figures the uh there seems to be an organized um effort here to go after trump supporters Former Trump supporters, there's they're serving the FBI is serving approximately 50 search warrants and subpoenas. And uh Bannon was one of them, right? Yeah, they uh so they're going after Bannon. There are a bunch of other Trump, like Trump insiders. Uh Jack Fasobiak had had posted this on Twitter and was mentioning it, mentioning it. <clears throat> so since the Mar-a-Lago stuff and then 
Biden coming out with his uh, MAGA is public enemy number one speech from a couple or from yeah a couple weeks ago. Uh, they are now they are now doubling down on it. I don't I'm not sure what they're uh, I'm not sure what they're exactly going after them for, but they have uh, they have started the process. Yeah, it's like it sounded like the the uh, the search warrants were all very broad and they're yeah fishing expedition uh, they're trying to make examples of these people clearly and it's it's coming right before an election and they're sort of making clear be like listen if you are thinking of supporting this guy or guys that this guy supports or you're part of the the uh you know these maga extremists we are going to come after you and it's pretty weird to watch it take place. Like this is supposed to be America. I mean, I know that we don't put a lot of uh, faith into this, um, this institution, but I, I got to imagine that the, especially like the older, like the boomer con generation has to be looking at this and, and kind of like with shock and awe and like, I can't believe that they're just blatantly targeting political opponents and, you know, threatening them, in speeches, it's like a veiled threat in a speech, some of, almost like a direct threat in, in some parts of the speech, and then rounding them up, uh, arresting them, and just being so brazen about it right before an election. Uh, I mean, it's it's pretty shocking. The 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 right before the election part is is the thing that it makes me wonder. If this isn't uh, like a form of controlled opposition, like I, I've mentioned this before, and I, I'm I, the more I see it, the more I, I think I'm I might ultimately be right on it that they are trying to push things in the direction of getting Republicans uh, a boost to win. Like this kind of stuff, in just inflames and enrages the right. So it's going to push people to to go vote. And just because of the blatant, like, insanity of it, the the fact that the fact that constitutionally a search warrant or or like a subpoena like this, it has to be specific. It has to be clear that it and the way they're doing this, the way they're conducting all of this is fundamentally wrong. Like it is unconstitutional. It should be deemed completely illegal the way they're going about all of this and, and the fact they're doing it right before the midterms, when there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of strong Republican candidates who have Trump backing, whether that matters or not is a, another top or, a, you know, a completely other issue, but there are strong candidates that have Trump backing who are going against weak Democrats in key States. So like, by continuing to push this and continuing to like stoke that fire, they're they're setting it up to to push Republicans into a position of taking control. And I think they're doing it deliberately because if you look at the way things are going, like this whole thing is getting ready to crash and burn in a massive way over the next four to six years. Like the whole thing is about to fall in on itself. And 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 like I've talked about before, if that happens and when that happens, and if you know for a fact that that's going to happen. You don't want to be the one who's standing there holding the bag, like 
oh, uh, sorry, we collapsed the entire economy. Um, give us a give us another shot and we'll get it right. No, no, you want to push that off on the other guys and let them be the ones who are sitting there. So when the whole thing falls apart, you can come in and be like, see how they fucked up? Now you need to vote us back in and we'll fix it. Yeah, yeah, that, that you could be right about that. I had sort of a different take on it. I was thinking that they're uh, they're preparing to do some some shady shit with the next election, and anybody they're they're sort of telling you right now anybody that questions the election results or you know even hints at questioning the election results is going to be rounded up and served with a, a fucking subpoena or something like that so just don't question it no matter what happens come november i'm not sure i guess it could go either way um maybe they're you know maybe that they're playing both sides so if, if their plan doesn't work um you know they're the Republicans are still left holding the bag. And if their plan does work and they do actually uh, pull out some wins in November or in 2024, um, they've got these, uh, you know, they've already made it clear that you can't question the results or you're a denier. You're an election result denier. Yeah, I guess I could, I guess I could see it from that side. And I just, I don't know. I feel like the way they've played the game, uh, Democrats seem to be more in tune with how they remain in power and how they push that power forward, whereas Republicans seem to be more looking at short-term wins and and never really building their bench and never really uh, planning ahead for how do they change the culture and how do they change things to actually maintain power. So yeah, they, they I, definitely I mean, I seem to be yeah, they seem to be more reactionary to you know they just kind of wait for the the left to do something and then they react to it um instead of actually sort of forging their own their own path so i think you know it's kind of interesting to think about this on the anniversary of 9-11 which sort of led which was the event that was taken advantage of to by the government to um basically create the largest spying apparatus the world has ever seen uh the patriot act these um like the most unpatriotic piece of legislation i can think of it goes after bank accounts it goes after any like every aspect of your freedom that was left pre 9-11 was was taken from you in in the patriot act and it was all under the guise of going after these you know these terrorists that flew uh planes into the, the world trade center and now that whole apparatus has was being warned this entire time by libertarians and uh, anarcho capitalists and and people like that you know 20 years ago were saying this is going to you know be, if they can do it to them they can turn this whole thing in on you and that's exactly what's happening to the you know these trump supporters who would have been the people that um were the biggest proponents of these things when they were being created and uh you know there's there, there, we still have those guys uh in in prison from the the january 6th thing the, these um the, this needs to be a lesson especially from the the left as they're watching the government go after their political enemies and they're sort of cheering this this shit on like you got to be very very careful what you uh what you wish for 
and what you cheer on because man if they can do it to donald trump and steve bannon they can damn sure do it to uh whoever they want including you um it, it, as soon as those tides turn um you could find yourself on the other end of that uh the other end of that stick having a real bad time yeah that's i think we've talked about that before the uh like some of the stuff that the democrats did back oh i guess it was during the uh, i guess it was during the latter part of the obama years when uh when republicans held the senate or no no it was they didn't have the majority that they needed in the senate so democrats passed a bunch of stuff to to be able to pass stuff on a simple simple majority and then as soon as it flipped and the republicans held the majority then they started passing a bunch of stuff on that too and all the democrats were like crying and screaming oh this isn't fair that's not right like motherfucker that's the that's the way you set it up like you did that so that it so that it would work in your favor and the second it flips and doesn't work in your favor now you scream that it's not fair just hold on to your hold on to your butts because it's coming like all this bullshit that they're trying i don't know i say that i don't think republicans have the fucking balls to go after democrats and use this as a as a weapon like i, I just don't think they do as much as i would like to see it that they they don't they don't have the balls for it yeah i would say current like the current makeup i, I don't see anybody doing that but if they actually ever get the um, the, the Donald Trump that they envisioned Donald Trump being somebody like that would do it in a heartbeat. Um, if it, if it was literally Hitler and we've given them so much power and leeway to, to really abuse American citizens, they, they just, I mean, there's a million different bullshit reasons they can come after you. Um, and it's just like, they just some, you know, ridiculous, uh, vague search warrant, is probably like the easiest thing, but they could sick the IRS on you. I mean, we we're literally just arming the government with not just weapons and tools and money, but like everything they need to just make our lives a living hell. And for some reason, we never think it's, it's going to be used against us. We always think it's going to be used against our opponents, but it's only a matter of time. You know, there's a very thin line between, uh, you just being a, a citizen and you being an enemy of the state and the, that that can switch uh as we saw one event can really turn uh can turn that tide i think the really concerning thing about the the way they're going about like going after all of these people specifically like trump and bannon and stuff is like these guys were um to some extent, like insiders, like they were, they were a part of it. They, they, they should know how it works. Even, even Trump had said like multiple times before the Mar-a-Lago raid that the FBI had come and like he had been cooperative and had worked with them and stuff. Like, and, and like that's the big failure of the Trump presidency and and Trump since he's left office is, is for some reason all of these like big. Republican figures seem to believe in the system. They seem to believe in the, I don't know, like the goodness of the state. Like they seem to think that it, that it's actually a, a just and fair system that is being set up to, to actually observe equality of all American citizens. 
while yeah. being consistently proven day in and day out that that's not the case in any way. Like, I, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know how you can be more blue pilled, <laughs> especially it's when you're sitting there as the victim of it. Yeah, it's an astonishing level of naivete that you see on on the conservative right, where it's just like they really believe that they can just like hold up this piece of paper and be like, no, look, I have these constitutional rights and you can't do this. And it's like, dude, that's just that's literally just a piece of paper. Um they will do whatever the hell they want. And the left has never believed in that piece of paper. They've just stated that they'll, you know, they swear an oath to uphold and defend it. And then every step of the way they abuse it and undermine it. So they, yeah, they don't care at all. They've never cared uh, about what's in those documents or contradicting what's in those documents. And the right is like, they still believe in this fantasy that these things are going to protect their rights. And it's, uh, I don't know how much more, like you said, how much more evidence you need that this, it doesn't mean anything to any of these people. If it did, the government we'd have right now would be impossible. Well, and, and like, and the way they set it up, the way they, they twist and turn and manipulate the whole system to, to make it, to pretend that you have any of these rights is just insane. Like, if you look at the the Kansas, um, so a lot of a lot of to do has been made about the Kansas abortion bill that that failed and keeps uh, keeps abortion legal in Kansas. If you look at the way that that was set up, if you look at the way the campaign for that bill was run, if you look at the way the getting it onto the ballot, like instead of having it on the general election ballot in november which would is what would normally be the case they put it on the ballot during the primaries uh which like anybody who does any minor level of research on primaries knows that like 15 to 20 percent of people actually who vote actually vote in the primaries like that you only get like the most rabid turnout and then if you look at the way that the voting actually went down like the big cities all turned out huge to vote for that, whereas none of rural Kansas turned out for it because guess when the primary or guess when the primary was happening in the middle of fucking farming season when all of the farmers in all of rural Kansas are in the field uh, 18 to 20 hours a day. But the way that whole thing went down, it shows that even if they are doing it like constitutionally and they're following that, you know, that, that piece of paper, they can twist and turn and manipulate that to fuck you over and to get whatever result they want to. So like the, the only thing that Democrats care about is democracy and the, the sacredness of democracy. And and democracy is a fucking farce. We've talked about this before. And, you know, democracy, um, democracy is anti-constitutional and against the founding of, you know, what the founding fathers actually wanted. So Yeah, it was great. Biden mentioned democracy like 25 times in 18 minutes or something like that. And it's like, dude, uh, not once. Is that word mentioned <laughs> any of those things oh man it's yeah yeah like like we've talked about it's just like they don't actually mean democracy they just mean like us winning us winning is democracy us losing is tyranny and um that's kind of how everybody feels about democracy i i don't know what's what's going to come of uh of these midterm elections do you think the the senate is going to flip well i guess it's a dead even right now so which I, way do you I think say, it's I'm gonna, gonna 
I'm going to posit this with shy of some major, call it questionable outcomes. I think the House and Senate both flip. Now, if like if everything is if everything is fair and above board, House and Senate both flip to to the Republicans. Whether that actually happens is to be determined. But there are a lot of big races with some relatively big names that look like it should go one way. And if it doesn't, then that's going to raise a lot of questions. Well, you're not allowed to question it, though. I know. I'm not, you know, I've come to I've come to terms with why I'm on the all the watch lists I'm on. That's why I'm practicing blowing stuff up. That way, if, if they do show up, fireball right at them. Uh, yeah, try to get out of the way of it this time. <laughs> Hey guys, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Lorenzotti Coffee. You know them well by now. They're our oldest and longest running sponsor. We love these guys. We love their premium Italian coffee that they deliver right to your door. So do yourself a favor. Get your morning started right with the taste of freedom. Go to lorenzotti.coffee and use promo code FICTION so they know I sent you. And you'll get 10% off your order. That's Lorenzotti. L-O-R-E as in Edward, N is in Nancy, Z is in Zebra, O-T-T-I dot coffee, promo code FICTION. Get all of your coffee and coffee supplies from these guys. And not only are they fans of the show, but they've gone above and beyond the call of duty as a sponsor. So go order some coffee, order an espresso machine, get a coffee grinder, do it all at Lorenzotti dot coffee, promo code FICTION. All right. There's also a lot of other weird things going on in the, in the news. You're starting to see more collusion between um, banks and credit card companies. Have you seen this new, um, this new merchant code that got approved for gun purchases? Yeah, as of right now, it looks like uh, so Visa has said that they are going to allow it um right now amalgamated i believe is the name of the amalgamated bank yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. they're the only ones who are actively pursuing it and pushing it but the, i mean that's how long does that last like they're, they're the only ones who are who are going to do it for now until the government starts to make that something that uh yeah. they're having to do yeah it'll be in the next piece of legislation guaranteed <laughs> once there's a once there's like a pretense for it so yeah this uh what's the name of this this international um organization for standardization it's a non-governmental body based in geneva switzerland that creates standards across various industries including the financial service industry and they've they've created a separate merchant code for gun purchases and ammunition purchases. So it's like when you use your credit card, it's not just going to say that, oh, you're at like a sporting goods store or this is like a miscellaneous item. It'll say like this guy just bought a gun. This guy just bought a thousand rounds of ammunition. And it's a way of it, basically a de facto way of creating a registry of people purchasing guns. And once again, you know, even if, uh, you know, they can't get the votes to do it in Congress, they'll find a way to pressure the banks and all these other institutions to come at you from another angle. 
this is seems to be pretty illegal. Like, I, I, I know ISO is uh, out of Geneva and it's not explicitly American, but a lot of American companies do use it. Uh, I know I've worked for a number of different companies that were that had uh, ISO certifications and stuff. I, I'm I, I think it may have lapsed, but I used to have a an ISO auditor certification. Uh, like it's 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 a pretty big deal. Uh, especially in the food service industry and stuff like that. But um, it seems like this would be pretty illegal in the U.S. Like that, like you said, it creates a registry that um, is not supposed to exist. I, I'm What I'm really curious about with this, I want to see how Ron DeSantis responds. Because if DeSantis says companies in Florida are not allowed to use this thing, then that could be like the the thing that kicks it off like i cuz he's the he's the guy that would do that right like he's the guy that has that has kind of taken up issue with some of these things and and put legislation on the books to prevent these things from happening so i'm curious to see how he responds and and to see if you get any response from other republicans on the topic yeah. Yeah. Well, he he's definitely seems to be the guy that everyone's going to start taking their cues from as he is the the most popular uh, Republican, probably. Um, it's yeah. I mean, dude, this this collusion between fucking government and private industry is really creepy. And we've already seen what they can do with social media. You know, they're going to start ramping up all their censorship on on these platforms ahead of the election. We know that uh, we, we, we heard Zuckerberg say like, you know, the FBI comes in and tells us there's going to be Russian disinformation campaigns. And so look out for those and make sure you don't let those like, you know, make it onto your platform. And then something happens and the media just comes out and says, Russian disinformation, Russian disinformation. And so then that's the cue that Facebook needs to, you know, censor everything. Um, and yeah, man, when they can come at you from like what we saw them doing in Canada with bank accounts uh, in China, uh, they they were fucking freezing people's bank accounts. Uh, you couldn't take money out of the ATM or anything like that. I mean, they have so much fucking control and none of it is, uh, you know, based off of anything that the government is actually like voting on or doing. No, no, no. They've they've just decided that they're going to do this and they get you know they can pressure these other industries to do their dirty work for them it really is just the one of the scariest aspects of government and it's why you just can't have it you can't have something with that kind of power because it will just corrupt it corrupts everything around it and like what what are you going to do if you're a fucking bank and you have the the government coming at you and says like if you want to operate this is the way you got to do it Right. And I mean, that's it's why we don't have true free market capitalism in this country. It's it's why, the you know, any of the the arguments that um, capitalism has failed or whatever are kind of asinine. It's because, like, if you look at this and you think, oh, this is capitalism, you're you're a fucking retard. You don't actually know what capitalism is. You don't understand the definition of these words and you don't understand what we have governmentally and and legislation legislatively that has created this behemoth that is now like 
completely uh, running everything and you're not allowed to actually have real free market capitalism. You're not allowed to have real freedom. You're not like none of that is none of that is permitted under this system. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's literally fascism. <laughs> I mean, they, they are you know private industry colluding with government to uh, to control people. Well, isn't that? I'm glad you used that word because that following Biden's speech a couple weeks ago, um, throughout the last couple weeks, we've we've really seen some of the the big media talking heads hitting hard on this, like. In the election in November, we've got two options. You either vote for democracy or you vote for fascism. It's like, well, number one, we've already got fascism. And number two, uh, the kind of fascism that you're talking about usually has historically arisen out of similar situations to what we have going on in this country right now. And the fascists who take control come in to fix shit because you have fucked it up. Uh, So, like, I don't know, maybe we should read a history book and kind of look at the things that led up to uh, the <laughs> all of these types in history where like Nazis took control, where you had a Caesar take control. Like whenever there have been these big uprisings of what would be declared fascism, it's in response to the same shit that y'all have been pushing down our throats for the last 20 fucking years. Like you created this. So when it comes to a head and you get it, it's because that's what historically happens. And I'm not a big fan of fascism, but at this point, it seems kind of inevitable. And it seems like it might be a good thing in the short term to kind of course correct some of the bullshit that we're going through. Sorry, I've been like super black pilled today. I don't know. Why. Maybe it's because I almost died. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Because uh, you are you just said you support the fascist government. I didn't say I support it. I just said I can see the value in it for a short term. Well, yeah. I mean, there is something to that because when you destroy the economy and people are suffering, you destroy the, the money, you have hyperinflation, you have rolling blackouts. People can't afford to heat their house in the winter. They can't afford to light it at night. Uh, these are like basic things that we've we've become pretty dependent on. And you take that stuff away, people get very, very upset. And when you, yeah, when you're like voting out of anger, you're not going to get a, a very nice candidate that's going to, um, let's say, respect your individual liberties. No, because that's not what they're running. They're running on like, hey, we're going to fucking smash some skill we're gonna you know all these people that screwed everything up we're gonna make them pay well it's like if you're if you're looking at um at the candidates that are available and one of them is like really anti-establishment and you know trying to go after the man and you've been sitting around just getting your teeth kicked in by the establishment and by the man you're probably gonna be like yeah fuck that let's burn this fucker down and you're going to vote for that guy because that's the guy that like you're not going to vote for somebody who's reasonable and has like solutions and stuff like that. You're going to vote for the guy that says, hey, fuck this, because yeah. that's, you know, well, especially when, yeah, when you have the current president coming out there and telling you that you're a bunch of fucking assholes, <laughs> essentially, you're extremists, you're ruining the country. Uh, oh, OK, yeah, well, let's vote for the uh the moderate guy that Joe Biden works with and plays ball. And no, no, you're going to get a react, like an equal, maybe even more than an equal opposite reaction to that. 
And it's it's a very dangerous game to be playing when you've given the the government this much power over your lives. And and I I do not uh, looking at the next couple of years, it's going to be a pretty, pretty dicey situation in the U.S. I I think the odds of a peaceful breakup uh, seem to be dwindling. And I, I don't see how you hold it together. I really don't. I don't see an actual great uniter coming along anytime soon. I have theories on that. We can get into that later. Uh, speak, speaking of speaking of peaceful and things getting dicey, did you see what uh, the state of Illinois is going to be doing effective January of 2023? I don't think so. Oh, yeah. maybe I did. What What is it? So... The police will not be able to hold people on bond for. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What is it? Second degree murder, aggravated assault, aggravated fleeing, aggravated DUI. I'm not sure what an aggravated DUI is, but nonetheless, uh, there's a whole bunch of other stuff. Although I am tempted to to take that jump and move across the across the river into Illinois because. Um, intimidating public officials is one of the things that they can't hold you on bond for. So that like, that seems like a good idea, but otherwise basically effective January of 2023, the purge is on Uh, good luck to all of you who live in Illinois. Yeah. They're, they're getting rid of cash bail for violent uh, offenders. Yeah. Um, I, I did see, yeah, somebody sent me that. And oh, murder! I, murder while on drugs is they can't they can't hold you for that. So, like, if you if you decide to go murder somebody, it's just like do a line first, and then you know you're you're in the clear. Yeah, it wasn't me. It was the cocaine. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, I mean they're doing a wonderful job. That's I, I can't believe anybody would want to move out of Chicago. Um, there are already so many fucking carjackings going on and, and people getting assaulted in the streets and now they're just, they're, there's no cash. Yeah. I, I don't know exactly if I've fleshed out my position on like cash bail, but with the problems that they've been having, I, I don't see this, uh, this being a good solution. I'm not in favor of it except in the case of violent criminals like like that that's that's it like if it's somebody who's legitimately out there uh hurting other people, people up, hurting yeah. other people killing like yes by all means keep them keep them in jail set the fucking bail as high as it as it can possibly be set and don't let them out like i mean what was the the girl in memphis that was murdered by the guy that by the rapist that would had been let out like er, had been let out early. Like there are so many cases that you see all across the country that go tragically underreported of people who should be in jail, violent, like violent, aggressive criminal types that get let out on either a stupid low cash bail or no, no cash bail at all that are just set loose. And then, they turn around and as soon as they get out, they go do the shit again. I... Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's weird because you're supposed to be innocent until proven guilty, but then you have to stay in prison until you're proven innocent. It, it, it's a tough, like, I don't know how you really square that circle. 
but there was the uh they've also just been releasing a lot of um violent criminals early just early release uh because you know i guess these prisons are so overpopulated with non-violent offenders and there was that one guy that went on a fucking rampage right he killed a bunch of people yeah the the dude that did it on he did it live on facebook like yeah. if i if i post an offensive meme i get a facebook ban I, 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 yeah, I, murdering people on facebook i'm under restriction right now for a meme that i posted like two months ago it was like a hunter biden one where he's like you know like the two like two worst like pullouts in history or something and it was like afghanistan and then hunter biden standing there like all right something like that i don't know he was in like in his, in his underwear right and they said i was like posting sexual content or something and so they banned me and now i i, I can't advertise on facebook for like 59 days or something like i'd fucking give them a goddamn dime oh i just i just got my ability to live stream on facebook back uh yesterday. yeah i can't do that either i don't even know how to do that so whatever <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's i mean the guy was supposed to do like three years for i think it was aggravated assault or something like that he did 11 months got out and then just started shooting people that's nice yeah you feel like and this is memphis chicago new york atlanta like it's all these big cities like that's i mean that's the common theme you you don't hear about this stuff you don't see this stuff outside of outside of those settings and if you look at if you even look at like the the red states and like where they have the most or the least restrictive gun control laws and stuff like that and and a lot of it gets talked about like what the murder rates are in these states and stuff or not what the not murder rates specifically what the uh, gun violence rates are in these states well number one on that list is always suicide but they don't like they only use the the total statistics but then if you look at like the actual murder rates and you break those down you can find that those murders are exclusively in the big cities that are the most blue that also have the most gun control laws in the state like every single time like alabama is always near the top three on the list of least restrictive gun control laws in the country and they're also always high on the list for total number of gun deaths. If you look at it, accidents are near the top because there's a lot of hunters and I guess shit happens. That, that seems like a conversation in and of itself. But, I mean, it is Alabama. They're not the smartest tools in the shit. Um, but then if you look at the murder rates, Birmingham, like, through the fucking roof. And Birmingham is uber progressive uber woke super super run by democrats like and that's where all of the murders are happening in alabama so like you can isolate it down to a single spot and that, that so yeah. like oh no you can't you can't do that we, we can't judge okay we just have to just like randomly try to figure out these problems we can't assign blame we can't be like oh look this one specific area has a much bigger problem with this than any other no we're all the same everything's the same we can't i was looking at the there was a chart somebody posted a meme and it's a chart of um interracial violent crimes and it's like so it's got different categories it's like black on white crime black on hispanic crime 
white on black crime, you know, white on Hispanic, Hispanic on white. And it goes down the list. And it's like, what do you think the biggest fucking the, the most incidents were by far was black on white? It was like five hundred and fifty thousand. And, and I forget the, how long, like, you know, what uh, time we were talking about. But it's like this big, long line, black on white. And then it's like uh, black on Hispanic was like, you know, 12,000 or, or uh, yeah, 112,000, something like that. And then you get to white on black and it's under like 10,000 incidents. <laughs> it's like that's what the media, you know, this racist society that we're living in. It, it's a. Uh, we can't, you know, we just can't look at these. We can't look at statistics. We can't talk about the fact that a really small portion of the population is committing the vast majority of violent crimes. And it's not even just based on skin color. It's like eight, like, you know, like 15 to 25, you know, males, 15 to 25. You can start there and then you could break it down by uh, race after that. But just that one age group alone is probably the vast majority of, of all the violent crimes. But no, no, we just have to like run around like chickens with our head cut off trying to figure you out can how track to track that back to the educational system and look at the way that the males in that age bracket are treated in the educational system versus the way that females or or anybody else are treated. Uh, like obviously these these kids are like being singled out and and being made to feel like they're inferior being made to feel uh like that they're like there's something wrong with them Uh, like it's there is a toxic masculinity there is a definite attack on young men in this country and like that's we need more toxic masculinity obviously like or i would say like we need more young men to just be like no like push back against the system and say fuck that and don't go shoot up places and be like violent criminals but like push back against the system and and actually stand up for yourself like that that's what's that's what's happening is they're being uh they're they're being marginalized and being pushed out and so the only way that they see to to actually have an impact or do anything is to act out and do dumb shit. And, and then once you start doing dumb shit, it, they just end up falling down this rabbit hole of it, it ends up getting bad and it gets violent. And, and like, I mean, especially young black men, like we're, the way the U S government has set stuff up, like it, it encourages the African-American community to push young black men out because as a, especially like for black women, you're going to be more successful if you get rid of the dude. So like, don't let him stick around. It, it's fucked up the way the whole thing is, is kind of set up. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's what the government does. They destroy things. They destroy families, they destroy institutions, they destroy markets. And the government was like, yeah, you know, we're, we're here to help you minorities. We're going to, we're going to do this for you. We're going to do that for you. And it looks, yeah, when you when you hear them talk, it, it sounds plausible. It sounds like, oh, yeah, they're going to do this. They're going to give me this money. They're going to give me this. They're going to help me do that. But really, in the end, they just end up destroying you. And uh, it's a it's a horrible thing to um, to look towards for help. It, it, government has never helped anybody but themselves. And uh, it's tragic what they've done to uh, to black families and and just black people in general minorities that walking through their lives feeling like the the whole world is out to get them i mean like like that chart i mean you look at that chart you do not have a white on black crime problem 
you don't. You had uh, 500 times the uh, the incidents the other way around. But those people are walking around like scared out of their mind that some white racist uh, KKK guy is going to come uh, lynch them or something. And it's just they've destroyed these people uh, mentally. They've just beaten them down mentally. They um, to the to the point where they don't think anything is possible. They, they don't think they have any options and they can't do it themselves. So you need to vote for somebody to help do it for you. And uh, man, it's it's disgusting what they've done. But anyway, happy, happy Sunday, everybody. Happy 9-11 anniversary. Um, never forget what the government did after 9-11 to ruin our lives and never forget that they will use these um, these tools that you give them to abuse you in the future every single time. Never fail. Look up Tower 7. Anything else you got uh, You got a plug coming up this oh, week? Uh, I did a live stream on, what was that? I don't know, the other night. Uh, it was kind of late and we ran long, but it'll be coming out. We talk about Blake Masters and political power and stuff like that. Uh, that'll be coming out on Wednesday. Uh, so tune in for that and i'm also planning a follow-up on that i don't have a, a time nailed down for it yet but sometime in the next week or two we'll be doing a follow-up on that and looking a little bit more at blake masters that's kind of the way that power is being both structured and restructured and and the potential uh the potential fault maybe blowback or also just um outcome of these midterm elections with some of these new right type candidates who look poised to win well follow us on twitter at pedal fiction become a supporting listener show i will link to that in the description this friday we will be doing a happy hour so you can if you become a supporting listener before then you'll get into the uh the friday night happy hour and i think i might have forgotten to invite the uh the top 10 contributors to the last one. I can't remember. So I might invite him to this one. I got to see if I actually tried to invite them or not for the one that we did on the second. Um, so if I did forget, I apologize for that. I'll, I'll make it up to you. But yeah, top 10 contributors to the private Facebook group also get to come to one of these every month. And if you guys can do all that for us, we will be back. I don't know, sometime this week, maybe Tuesday, maybe not. I never know if Justin's going to try to blow himself up again with a brand new episode for you. And until then, you guys know the drill. Just keep on pedaling that so-called fiction. Peace. <laughs> <laughs>